Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hi, everyone. We couldn't start this week's episode without mentioning what is happening in the world right now. We feel that right now we need to use our platform to support Black Lives Matter. It's more important than ever to show support, and so we'd love to encourage you to also help in any way that you can. Whether that's shouting out about it on social media, attending protests, educating yourselves or donating money. Some charities to support are Black Emotional Mental Health, Minnesota Freedom Fund, George Floyd Memorial Fund, Colour of Change, UK Black Pride, the Movement of Black Lives, and there are so many more charities out there, so please get on Google and have a little search. Yeah, there are so many um, articles right now like telling you where you can donate your money. Some books that would be good to read are Me and White Supremacy by Leila F. Saad, Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race by Rennie Edo Lodge, Natives by Akala, How to Argue with a Racist by Adam Rutherford. There are so many books out there. There are so many resources. Everyone's shouting out about it right now. So go onto social media, go onto the internet, go onto Google, do your searching, do your research. Basically, we just need to try and do everything that we can to educate ourselves right now. And if books aren't really your thing, there are so many great podcasts and audiobooks out there that can help you understand. Yeah, I think why I'm no longer talking to white people about race is actually a podcast now. We will be putting up an infographic on our Instagram, so please check that out. We will be linking all the resources we've mentioned today and more. So please, don't stay silent. The most important thing is to take our actions into real life. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with just us. Hello Curious Fuckers. I'm Reed And I'm Florence. And together we're Come Curious. When we're not just fucking around on YouTube and Instagram. Every Thursday we invite a new guest onto Fucks Given to talk about their best fucks, worst fucks. And the fucks that made them. We also answer your sex questions and read out your sex stories. So stay tuned as we divulge all the delicious details. Aren't you lucky, you guys? You get to listen to just Florence and us again. Woo! What? It's been a it's been a little while. It has been a little while since it was. It has just been us on the podcast, though. Like we did our own episodes last summer, and it's now summer 2020. 
Yeah, we'll probably do like a little individual update every once a year where you get to hear from just Florence and I. Yeah. And obviously we love doing these episodes because we love the sounds of our voice. Oh, we love the sounds of our own voices. Why do you think we have a YouTube channel? (laughs) I listen to our podcast every single day to get me to sleep. Oh my God. I was actually going to ask, do you? (laughs) Do you though? I can't even listen to ours back, like, uh, which is really bad and I really should, but I'm like, I've already lived it once. Don't make me relive that. (laughs) I listen to our podcast back so I can make sure we don't say any shit that we want removed. See, where would I be without you, Florence? I need you here. Otherwise, I'd probably just sound like a stupid twat. (laughs) Well. um, (laughs) Well. Yeah, because also, I think sex changes, we change. So obviously, our fucks our sexual experiences are going to change and we're going to have new things to talk about all the time and we want to talk about what we've been up to because we love talking about our own sex lives. Yeah, yeah we literally love talking about ourselves all the time. I mean, like, <laughs> that's all Florence and I talk talk to each other about. Yeah, pretty sex, much. Showing each other our vaginas. Fuck number one. The last fuck. Last fuck. So wait, so this is like... <laughs> Mine was like during quarantine. Would yours be before quarantine? Mine is a mysterious um, <laughs> time and space in the in the space time continuum <laughs> where it's a mystery. I think you just baited yourself up by saying mystery. <laughs> so, <laughs> on that note, read. But what what was your last fuck? Uh, well, I, I live with my partner. Um, I also live with my sister, which I've come to the conclusion that that's why we don't have much much sex as we Do want you think? to. Because, yeah, my sister's room is literally next door and, and I can hear her and she can hear me. Yeah, I guess I guess that would put you off. I think yeah. I would be put off if my sister was next door yeah. and she could always hear. And she's just, you know, Thomas isn't that loud. So she'd just be hearing me like, ah, ah, and she'd be like, oh God. And then have to like awkwardly put in some headphones and try and drown me out. Fuck's sake. Do you think that's what Thomas like thinks as well? No, he doesn't give a fuck. Uh. (laughs) Which is complicated because obviously I care and I don't want to care because my sister's like super cool about sex. She's like, yeah, if you ever want free time, just let me know. I'll just put some headphones in. But then Mm -hmm. that means you've got to plan the sex and... When you're in a long relationship, planning sex is, like, such a boner killer. Yeah, scheduling is not the one. You want nice, spontaneous sex. Although, scheduling, I mean, it is really important, I think, when you're in a long-term relationship. But it does take the spontaneity and the kind of, like... Ooh, romance out of it yeah i mean it's it's like with any sex like if you've just got that same format that same routine it does become boring even if it is really good but i do think that you might have to have a routine if you have busy lives or you know you've got children um and you literally only have like half an hour to slot it in once a mm. week so yeah thomas and i i was thinking like lockdown amazing we're gonna fuck all day every day and that was just not the case um <laughs> We started off, I was like, oh my God, I'm getting laid once a week now. And then two weeks in, I was like, oh wait, no, we've just gone back to our normal routine. Um, <laughs> but trying really hard not to put pressure on the situation is like, why are you not fucking me? God, why are you not? Why? Mm. You know, it's not fair. And that, that that's not fair on him. But the last time we fucked, um, I, I don't remember. I think I definitely still put pressure on the situation. because so I was like, we haven't had sex in a while. Wink, wink, oh, hint, hint. Yeah. Um, which probably shouldn't happen, but he was on the same page, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, we're right." And then it was like, I was getting already. I was already naked in bed. I did that dumb thing, you know, when you like 
you like roll over and you jokingly lie there floppy but, but with your face down and ass up like okay do uh-huh. me now and he was uh-huh. like ha, 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 ha. but then he did um yeah and then we also did some face fucking because this was just after our or maybe it was just before our video i can't oh. remember we we put up a youtube video about mm. face fucking but we had to call it face thrusting because of youtube <laughs> Um, and so yeah, we did some of that, and that was really hot. And and he, oh, that was it. He was he was a bit nervous because he was like, oh, like I'm not washed, I'm not clean, and that's something that really comes up when you're with a partner. Um, mm. And you get like over, you overthink yourself a lot, like especially like morning breath and stuff. Um, and so he was like, no, 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 you don't want to put my dick in your mouth. And I was like, yes, I do. It's kind of hot when it's kind of a little bit stank because I want to like fight against it and try and fight away, and I want you to ram it down my throat. Oh, you like it when it's stanky. Yeah, uh, sometimes depends on the mood. Oh. Not always, and I mean, compared his stank dick compared to other stank dick that I have has been like you know his is like golden. I will quite happily yeah. take his stank dick, yeah, um, which isn't stinky at all or like doesn't taste funny. He fucking washes like a pro, man. Like he's the only guy I've been with that actually looks like actually washes his dick right. That's so good. Hence why I locked him down for six and a half years. <laughs> So yeah, we could oh, get one that washes their dick, then yeah, yeah. lock them down. Fucking put, put a, a ring, ring on, on it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god. Yeah, that that was that was like the exciting part, and then we just went on to the regular mm. fucking. <laughs> my my last fuck, like my last fucks, have been like very amazing. I've like the it's been it's been that sort of sex where you find someone that is super connected with you. And you have just like you've got like a lock and key situation. The mm-hmm. dick is brill, basically. The dick and is brill. It's like a brillo brill. pad. And, <laughs> and it hits exactly the right spots. Um and like it's the sort of sex where you could actually fuck for hours because it feels so fucking amazing. And you kind of like transport yourself into like some other kind of like galaxy whilst yeah. you're fucking like out of body just, experiences. Like, it's it's like it's so it's so surreal because both of us are just like fuck. This feels so good. It feels so good. Like the whole <laughs> way through, basically. <laughs> and you're like, I just don't want this to end, but you yeah, have to please. because your vagina's like stop. <laughs> please stop now. Like I am swollen and angry. Yet my my brain Literally. still wants more. Literally, um, but we have also been kind of naughty and been using the pullout method. Yeah, we we really wanted to do a video on the pullout method um, mm. because we are, we do not support it in in terms of <laughs> we're not suggesting anyone does the pullout method because it is still mm. really fucking risky and there are a yeah. lot of people around the world that think that they won't get pregnant and they don't don't do the acceptable means to to be careful and again there are a lot of people that are still against. Planned Parenthood and abortions. There are a lot of people that if they got pregnant, they would keep it and it's not the right time in their life as in, you know, mm. like... And men- mentally being able to cope with an abortion. It's all it's all fine and well and dandy being like, oh, it's fine, I'll get an abortion. But an abortion can play havoc on your mind and your mental health. Mm, um, yeah. You have to be 100% sure that if, you know, you were accidentally pregnant, that you, could, you and your partner could both handle it. Yeah. We both use the app clue and there are quite mm. a lot of good ovulation apps out there um i have also been doing research into like ovulation apps using uh your your information to you know in the wrong way but that that's a whole nother story that's another thing um 
the the apps are really good for tracking yeah. when you're not on birth control because you have like a rough estimate of like when you're ovulating mm-hmm. so you can make sure you're extra careful when you're ovulating and then I mean, you're, I, I, like when you're using the pull-out method, I use like I wouldn't ever let them come inside me the whole like any part of my cycle. Yeah. But it's good to know when it's more risky. So yeah, the the risk is obviously if they come inside you. But the main risk uh, and why we shouldn't use the pull-out method, even if they do pull out, it's because if they've had a wank or if you've had sex a couple mm. of days beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, then sperm can still live in their, you know, in the tubes between their testicles yeah. and up their it, penis. So I, the next I'm... time, so the next time that they they do have pre cum, not mm. even just come pre cum, they that can hold a live sperm because sperm can stay alive for up to five days inside but, the human body. But I I looked this up on Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. when I went off um, the birth control pill, and I was like, mm, I don't want to use condoms, um, and. <laughs> This was like two years ago or something. And um, the Planned Parenthood said that basically um, the pre-com only has sperm in it when the person hasn't pissed in between. Yeah, so you're pissing Don't quote me on out. that. I don't know if that's actually fact, mm. but that's what I read. And so like you just need to make sure, sure like if you had a wank that you've had a piss in between actually having sex again because otherwise you will definitely have um, sperm in your pre-cum. Yeah, I mean, we, we we said the same thing. It was when we had sex and uh, and he was like, I was like, oh, when was the last time you wank? And he said two days ago. And I was like, well, therefore we could be, uh, like it could be a little bit risky, but two days ago means that he's pissed quite a few times before then. Yeah. And I'm not saying there is no risk, but the risk is dramatically lowered. Yeah. But of course it only takes that one motherfucking sperm to hit that one point in your egg to actually find your egg to make you pregnant. Mm-hmm. And miracles can fucking happen, man. Yeah. Well, I when I was um in my teens, a friend got pregnant on pre-cum. So. Wow, that's so incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, We're not going to be talking about our first fucks because we have already spoken about our first fucks and those fucks don't really change, you know? Um, So... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You can go listen to those in our original episodes, which you can find if you scroll back like a year or something. Yeah, or you can find them on our YouTube channel. We talk about our first fucks on there quite a bit. And you can see our faces. Fuck three. The best fuck. I don't know about you, but I've realised recently that if whenever I have a good new sexual experience, I'm like, that was the best fuck. Yeah. And I like almost forget about all the other really great times. Yeah. Like, like there was, um, I had some really, really good sex this year, actually. Some really good sex. And like almost every new partner that I had, I was like, this is the best fuck. <laughs> so like the first one, he like went down on me and like, gave me the most amazing cunnilingus ever and I was like this is the best fuck because it's the best cunnilingus I've ever experienced and then like with this other guy I was experiencing like all these new kind of like kinky things that I hadn't really got to experience so I like experimented with like lactation play a bit of like dormant kink stuff and like their cock was just like amazing and a great fit and it like the sex felt really good and it was really experimental um which I was definitely craving I was like this is definitely the best fuck and then Hmm. my latest partner as well I've just had this amazing like connect 
connection spiritual sex and it just like feels good constantly and i'm like now that was the best fuck so i don't know what like my actual best fuck is anymore because i've just actually just had really great sex since my breakup yeah i mean that is yeah that is super lucky because it's it's so hard to have good sex but that also i think shows like where you are mentally Mm. it's like what nina said in the last episode being like you can never really have a bad fuck you can Mm. make any bad situation good if you want it to be that way if you have that whole like comfortability and you know making making like the the best out of the worst type situation you know especially if somebody's awkward or it's not like they're not as good you can make it good you can make it fun you can steer the way to have great sex Mm. um yeah and i think i think when we're like you know when we're younger and when we're teens it means we we get so caught up in ourselves and so caught up on like the way that we are and the way that we look and mm-hmm. that can really get in the way of just enjoying such a you know great pleasurable experience oh, yeah definitely you fully have to let go i think that's what i've really learned for all these like really amazing fucks is that i haven't been in my head during mm-hmm. yeah. these sex i'm just like because i've become really confident with myself like since the breakup and it has changed the game like it's just it's made it's made me feel free I guess like during sex and able Mm. to express myself make whatever noise I want like not worry about what my body looks like and just really enjoy the moment yeah I think that's easier as well with new partners I feel like yes there is an element of comfortability when you do have a long relationship but Mm. it ends up like backfiring on yourselves and you end up do feeling awkward and do overthinking things which is not not fair this is like completely the opposite of what you should be doing especially when you're like um trying to like try new things together Mm. i think in a relationship it's really hard to suddenly be like oh could we experiment with this because you're so used to seeing each other like in a particular way it was like we when me and my ex like had facetime sex for like the first time when he was away in ibiza and i was like it just felt so weird and awkward to start off with because I was like, we've never done this before. Like, it just felt wrong. Yeah. Sex is weird, isn't it? People are fucking weird. We're so complicated. <laughs> sex I wish is we weird, just... isn't it? Sex is fucking weird. Like, why are we so complicated and harsh about it when it should just be, like, a complete, like, mm. exploration and, and non-judgment worthy and non-shameful? And it's still yeah. so is. It's so messed up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so, still trying to think of a best fuck, but oh, I don't want to say the time old tale of like with my partner, but, but that fine. was that was an out of body experience fuck. Probably like one of my most memorable yeah. would be like this nipple orgasm. You know, Ooh. when he played with my nipples so much that I had like some out of body experience. I was also fucking high off of weed as well, which probably helped. <laughs> um, and we went I in. Really it's like want to have high sex. Yeah, yeah. Especially lockdown. Lockdown is a time to get fucking high. Just yeah. careful if you're in the UK or if you're in a country that it isn't legal. Not because it means that you're doing something illegal, but it means that you don't really know what you're smoking. I mean, I remember we were in this fucking tiny single bed while he was at university. And I remember he was behind me and like rubbed like his... So he was kind of like... It was almost like a like a behind hug. But instead of hugging me, he was like... His fingers were just like rubbing my nipples. And I was trying to like... I was almost like pleasure overload, like trying to get away because I was like, oh my God, you know, and your whole body's going, but he yeah. just kept going. And I was just like, oh God. And then you finally hit that point where you're Fuck. like exploding. You're just like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh but that's kind of what, 
kind of what needs to happen a lot of the time is to push yourself out of that comfort boundary of like no like yes it's there's um oversensitive but also that's kind of how you get to places like squirting and nipple orgasms mm. is like really pushing your limits and mm -hmm. oh god it was so hot yeah i think like all my best fucks have like something in common and that's mainly people that are people the partners are all interested in my pleasure and yeah. like to make me feel the best ever and they get off on making me feel good like the partners that are like yeah I get off on seeing you orgasm like I want to see you having pleasure that's what all of these best cut fucks cuts fucks <laughs> have in common like 100% and then also good cunnilingus for me yeah yeah <laughs> I think good I think good yeah good intentions to learn more about your mm. body and what you like is is just you can't go wrong with that and it yeah. doesn't make you look like you don't know what you're doing you oh, it makes yeah. you oh it my makes god you look like almost like more mature and like you it's, know what you're doing because you're asking it's the hottest thing ever um my my latest partner was really intrigued to like learn more about um Kenneth Play who we did our porn film with for tips and tricks for sucking clits or licking licking clits um i mean you can suck them it's also good but um yeah he was super keen to like learn more about that so we watched some of kenneth plays tutorials together and it was so so like hot and like Liberating. amazing like, to like oh God, sit together yeah. and learn how to make someone squirt that's so fucking good like when you actually so find good it's not even like when you sit down and watch porn together. It's like when you sit down and watch something informational together and you're yeah. both learning together. You're like, wow, this yeah. is cool. Would you like that? I don't know. Let's try it. This is a... This is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online. This is an ad from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like matched. Just fill out. <clears throat> Why is this so hard to do? I'm like looking that way. I can't do this. <laughs> Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety <laughs> of expertise. <laughs> with over a thousand... With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Do you know I need to say that again? This episode is sponsored by Beducated. As you all know, I've been on a little bit of a celibacy journey. <laughs> meaning I haven't had sex in over a month. So I've been looking into how I can experience more pleasure with my solo sex. 
And this is where Beducated comes in because they have all the courses that I need to learn how to do like sensual reawakening with my vulva and tantric massage. And also I saw a course on there about learning how to dirty talk. I know this is completely not relevant, but <laughs> I'm really intrigued. No, it's all relevant. Beducated is this really amazing website where you can sign up to do courses and learn about sex like dirty talking. I've been doing a squirting course. <gasps> oh, wow. So in all spirit of masturbation may... We're sharing Beducated with you. Yes. I mean, what's not better in masturbation, mate, to actually take the time to focus on yourself and your own pleasure and masturbate. And it's literally good for you. It releases all your happy hormones and reduces stress. There's literally no reason not to masturbate. So Florence, what have you been learning in your course? I've been learning techniques that I have never tried before when it comes to masturbation which areas are more sensitive and which bits turn me on more. The technique thing has been blowing my mind, like the way that the language is used and, you know, it's it's people just like us teaching. It's not, I don't know, it's not someone sitting there in a lab coat. It's people who have had these experiences. I was learning from Lola Jean. She's like the squirt queen, right? And the way that she talks about even just like, not going straight into G-spot stimulation. She's explaining everything that, you know, if you have an oversensitive G-spot, you might not want to go in with direct penetration. You want to explore and give pleasure to your G-spot externally, you know, not necessarily on the clitoris. I feel like if I keep going and I keep practice with this, I will be able to squirt. And if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can try Beducated with 50% off the yearly pass with our coupon code COMECURIOUS. That's C-O-M-E, curious. Don't say we don't look after you. And of course, you can try all Beducated courses for one day absolutely free and you won't be charged for the first 24 hours. You can cancel any time and... They have a 14-day money-back guarantee. So invest in your love life today and join Beducated now from just $8.33 per month. Get access to over 100 courses online from the world's top experts. To get on Beducated now, click the link in the description and remember to use our coupon code COMECURIOUS. That's C-O-M-E, CURIOUS. Invest in your solo pleasure this masturbation may or use it with a partner. You can also get a personalised beducated gift card for your loved ones. Happy wanking! We wanted to tell you about our Patreon. We just wanted to say that we're independent and this is a really good way for independent podcasts to fund themselves. You can find all the links to the right stuffs in the show notes, in the description, and of course on our social media, on our little link tree. So yeah, check it out and come say hi. So if you curious fuckers love our podcast, Fucks Given, you are going to love one of my favorite podcasts, actually, Confidently Insecure with Kelsey. It is amazing. And she covers loads of topics, actually, that Aww. we really enjoy talking about. Yeah. Like, Thank we are, you, like, guys. Sisters from so many different misters here. Like, we are just yeah. ri riving, ripping. I, I don't know what the word is, but you just need to check <laughs> out her podcast because we love this girl. Like, I cannot wait for Aww. the day where we can meet each other in 3d and hug 
and fuck. I know. You guys have to come over. It's a confidently insecure. We're the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything. This podcast is a safe space for you to come and ask the dumb questions so we can all learn and become better humans. Everything from politics to sex work to vaginal health to brain science. Come on. Come take a listen anywhere where podcasts are played. (laughs) Oh, my God. I need to listen about brain science when I'm fascinated. It's intense. Mm. Yeah, definitely go and check it out. You are going to love it. Yeah, if you love us, you'll love her. Faux show. Fuck number four. The worst fuck. Worst fuck, but obviously mine hasn't changed. But we should maybe talk about it. Uh, it, Because... You know when you're like trying to go to sleep late at night and then you get that thought that pops into your head that kind of like makes you wake up a bit and it's like, mm. oh yeah, that thing happened or that thing. Yeah. And like I've been thinking about a lot of like shitty fucks that I thought that, that I thought were amazing. Yeah. Especially like drug-induced fucks where I fucked someone at a festival and then thought I fell in love and then was like completely mm. heartbroken for like two weeks afterwards. Mm. Um and just thinking that they were good when realising that actually, no, it was probably a piece of shit because I was like off my face and I don't remember shit. Yeah. But not in like a non-consensual way, in like a very consensual way. I was consensually doing that. Yeah. I wanted I, to do that. It's kind of, yeah, like it's kind of random thinking of those situations. I had this guy who I was sleeping with after breaking up with my partner when I was 19. Mm. And he had like a, he had a very sizable penis. And every time we had sex, I would bleed afterwards. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't really know how I felt about it at the time because I get, I don't, I don't know why it was happening. It's probably because we weren't like using lube and stuff as well. And like, I feel like when you have a big cock, you need to use lube. It's Otherwise, a must. there's too much friction there and you are going to tear something. But there was one time, like, I did really, really like this guy, but he was quite, um, he was quite like masculine, very like macho. And there was one morning that, um, he woke up and he kind of, just sort of got on top of me and started fucking me and I don't know what had switched in my brain because obviously like I had consented to sex with him like I wanted to go home with him kind of situation there was just this one time where he kind of got on got on me and he started fucking me he had like a vein throbbing in his forehead and I was literally just lying there like a dead fish because I didn't want this to be happening and it was hurting and like I think it was probably like sore from the night before oh, um, and I didn't say anything and afterwards I remember like turning over and literally shaking like I felt like I was trembling and he was just like oh are you, are you okay like after the fact yeah even though like during sex I was just sort of lying there like fuck what is happening yeah, that, um, that is non-consensual sex like that could definitely be considered rape, yeah but it's but also it's gray mm, area so gray it's, it's the gray area because obviously i had never not consented to sex with him and usually we would have had sex in the morning there was nothing like different yeah to this situation different. and i don't know what i don't even know what it is to this day like when i look back at it i don't know what about that one time made me scared yeah i i i think that's probably the fact that you were scared and you didn't know why Mm. made the whole situation more scary 
Yeah. Because we, we forget that, like, we can consent to something but also stop consenting to something halfway through the act. Yeah. And that is, that is, that is still okay to do because our brains can go from switching like to one thing liking it into one thing not it'd be like going and seeing a film that you're really excited to see and halfway through being like no this is shit i want to get out yeah and it's exactly the same i mean it's shame on him for not picking up on your signs and for asking you if you're okay during but Mm. at that time and i imagine it was a while ago like we didn't know about all of this consent issues we we weren't taught it at school it's only recently in the last couple of years that it's become more common and, yeah. and, and it's more obvious. Like, I, yeah, I think he was only like, he was only the fourth person I'd ever slept with as well. And I definitely didn't know anything about like consent and I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to put my own ba- boundaries in place. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's been so many situations like that, that there's been weird situations where I haven't been able to say no when I didn't want something to happen but because of the relationship I had with that person it didn't feel like I could say it which is crazy Mm. because like I feel like if you know that person you should be able to say it more you should be able to say like please stop like respect me yeah Uh, Thank God that information is changing and Mm. it's becoming less taboo to talk about sex and, you know, schools are bringing it up, especially at a younger age. Like, I don't think consent should be just taught to 11 and 12 year olds. It should be taught to like as soon as kids can talk. Yeah, we should talk. Yeah, we should constantly be talking about consent when it comes to everything as well. And Mm. I think, yeah, if you've if you have like any friends just talk about like have a conversation about consent and like things that has happened to them in the past because it's really good to like talk about these things openly because you realize you realize that it's happened to you more than you you think it would and it kind of gives you that kind of like gusto to be like actually I'm not gonna let this happen again yeah it's hard as well because with with sex it's a lot of it is to do with pleasure and you think you're getting pleasure from it like with mm. penetration like I've definitely had a circumstance where I went back to a, a guy's house and we had sex and then in the morning I remember he was like I was so horny and he was like trying to put it in me but I was like oh no I I, I want you to do it with with a condom but because yeah there's that element of like I really really I'm so horny I just want your dick inside me and he's like rubbing it up against me but I'm like no I need a condom but then I was mm-hmm. like oh fuck it put it in anyway and then afterwards yeah. you're like well that was fucking stupid so stupid your, your own pleasure gets in the way and you don't yeah. know how to mm-hmm. to speak up at the time mm-hmm. And the fact that you asked for it and they did not respond is so <laughs> bad. If someone yeah. asks you to use a condom, go and fucking get that condom and put it on your dick. Yeah, like, or... There is no excuse. Put it on your vagina. You know, protection is safe. Like, we can't, we can't just say it's... I'm sure that there are loads of guys out there that even feel it's harder to say. Like, you know, if, if a guy's getting mm. a condom out and the girl's like, oh, no, I don't like condoms, then yeah. they almost feel obligated not to put that condom on. Yeah. And then there's that fear of like, oh, my God, well, does she want to get pregnant? What if something happens? What if she's yeah. got an STI? It's so fucking hard to speak up about that. That's so true. Especially so true. as a man. But like, so, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're a guy and you want to use a condom, put the fucking condom on. Like, don't 
wait don't just if someone says don't put a condom on and you want to put a condom on just do it anyway yeah like, but then what if you've got them conflicting thoughts that are like yeah but it's going to feel so much better without a condom but the risk but the risk this is how stis get spread guys yeah stis <laughs> and children get maids when in unhappy <laughs> couples that don't don't want to have fucking kids <laughs> fuck number five the fuck that made me Oh god, uh, I'm still waiting for that. That fuck. I want to have that um, devil's threesome with two guys. Like I've been. Oh my god! So what much. Nina Tar was talking about last week. Oh. I was like, that is the dream. Yeah, three guys she... just like randomly inviting you into a foursome, and like three safe and well communicative guys. Yeah, that that are in it for her pleasure. I was like, when does that ever happen? That's your own worshiping. Literally. Yeah. And just oh. asking, hey, is this okay? And she was like, yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, please, please, please. Can that happen to me in my life? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on my like I'm gonna put it Manifest. on my list to Santa. Um <laughs> I have but been ha- a good girl. Wait, this have year. you been a good girl? Uh, have- fucking yeah. definitely not. <laughs> When have I ever been a good girl? Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, my, like, obviously last time we spoke about this, my, my like, fuck that changed me was um, this, like, kinky experience and stuff like that. But I, I feel like maybe the fuck that changed me was the first fuck after my relationship. Mm. Like, I was in a relationship for four and a half years. And I can tell you, like, when I got out of that relationship, I felt like a virgin again. Oh, yeah. I... That's what I should have talk- spoken about for my first time. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a virgin, but I wasn't. Because I, and then just having sex with someone else that was super, super communicative, there for me, there for my pleasure, a friend, someone that was supporting me through my breakup, and that was that was a game changer. Like meeting someone that was just. I don't know, like, just such a nice person and amazing at cunnilingus. Mm, like, it was yes. a, it, and also receiving a game-changing cunnilingus. That that's that's epic. <laughs> <laughs> I have yet to have game-changing cunnilingus, and I think I think a lot of it is stuff that's in my own mind is not allowing mm. me to have because I get so like self-conscious from you know like from my teenage years of like oh well I'm not gonna come and therefore you get caught up inside your own head and it's Mm. not really and then you overthink like what your pussy looks like like whether or not I shaved properly left a tuft of hair whether it's spotty down there I don't know about you but shaving once a week and the hot summer sun I'm getting so many pussy and arse spots like oh my god like me two yeah i've got like five spots on my butt cheek right now yeah on the butt cheek and it's because we're like sitting down and getting sweaty i swear oh yeah yeah it's so bad and like i started getting spots like in my pubes as well i was like yeah yeah like (sighs) why really bad ingrown hairs with like bare pus and you're just like oh fuck off just Mm. why can't i be pristine but also we're never gonna be pristine our skin is so incredible and it's a whole fucking organ of course it's gonna have issues True. Actually, one thing I wanted to say about this game-changing fuck was mm. what made it so game-changing was the communication. Yeah. Um, and b- 
being very like open with what was feeling good um what wasn't feeling good like being okay to say like if if his dick was like too deep like say so it like you're not uncomfortable like don't just deal with the pain um and then also eye contact this was like a really really new thing for me and it was something Hmm. that he was really into and i'd never been seen like that during sex ever it felt like it was it felt uncomfortable the first time i was gonna say eye contact's hard once i got into it i was just like wow like this is how you have connected sex like because you actually need to see each other like sex where you're not looking at each other that's not connected yeah <laughs> that's like well you're thinking about something else for sure exactly Which i like, do I'm, I'm guilty of that look into each other's eyes properly and see each other this is the person that you are fucking like i think it it was so game changing realizing that just this one small thing during sex could be it could change everything. Mm, I, I definitely had that with my ex. Would be like, look mm. at me, and I was like, <laughs> looking just yeah. straight into his eyes. Because you feel Fucking kind hard, of like, quite, yeah, you, yeah, it is hard because you yeah. feel vulnerable. Yeah, you feel vulnerable. very vulnerable. You're Especially naked. When, you're, when your eyes are rolling, you're like, well, I can't see you up there. <laughs> <laughs> True. I, I was thinking about the the fuck that changed my life. I can't even mm. remember what it's called anymore. <laughs> Um, change the game change your life I think it was definitely when I started exploring rape role play and I think that really? is such a yeah like it's a hard subject mm. to talk about because it can be quite triggering for a lot of people but um, rape role play is basically like sub dom role play except it goes to the extremes and you know I'm not condoning any kind of non-consensual behaviour this is consensual non-consensual role play so it's the idea of you know, someone coming into your home and kidnapping you and holding you down. And the only person I could explore that with was with my partner. Yeah. Uh, because I felt comfortable enough to go to those extremes. I don't know if I could have done that with anyone else. Um, mm. And that was a real, real game changer. It was yeah. like, it's my favourite thing to do and I still love doing it now. And I just love feeling completely helpless and out of control. But also putting those elements in there. Like we went to the extremes, you know, we we sort of had like major safe words and um there would be fighting and kicking and pushing away and honestly trying to like run out the room and still being mm. like grabbed and pulled back. Even now it's turning me wow. on. But that's that's not to say <laughs> that it's a turn on for everyone. Like I know that I'm into quite extreme kinks. Um, and I know that there are a lot of people out there that are, but I'm not saying that everyone likes this at all. And it's also so important to do with someone you feel completely 100% safe enough to say, mm. okay, when I say this word, like you stop. And like, also you check in on me if I'm okay, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I like them extremes. Yeah, that was a real game changer. Like, wow, I can do something that's considered so violent and horrific and extreme and yet do it in a safe space and enjoy it fully for both of us. Yeah. That was like, wow, shit. Anything can happen if it's consensual. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. How did you have that, like, first conversation with your partner to say this is something that you wanted to experiment with? I mean, I think I said it pretty early on because I knew what I wanted. Yeah. Um, especially as I, I remember talking about sex a lot when we first started seeing each other. And 
that was what I wanted during sex. So like, you know, before sex, during sex and after, I would say, you know, I want things a little bit harder. And, oh, do you like spitting in the face? No. Do you like choking? Yes. Do you like hair pulling? Like, not really. It it really went back and forth a lot, um, especially this whole like sex debrief. You do something extreme like that and you'd be like, oh, my God, how was that for you? Like, oh, yeah, I thought it was really hot when you did this. But eh, when you were slapping my ass, not so sure about that. Or like... Mm. I remember at the time with my partner, he he enjoyed that himself, but he felt so guilty for enjoying it that it, it took a long time of talking and feeling safe enough to make him feel comfortable to be able to do it. Mm. Because, of course, he's brought up with this idea that it's wrong and forbidden and you're, you know, you're a bad person for enjoying that. And yeah. I think he felt guilty for a long, long time. Until... I think a lot of I think a lot of um, guys do feel that because it is something you've 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 been brought up saying it's bad to hit women, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when someone says in the bedroom, "Can you hit me?" Yeah. Like cause that's gonna really turn me on. They're like going against like everything that they've learned from like when they were a kid to be like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, and like yeah. that. How is this supposed to turn me on? Because like I never. I never thought that was okay and then like the guilt there would be massive if yeah. they did enjoy it yeah i mean it and it's it's same with like being a feminist how can you enjoy something like that but it's it, yeah. it's nothing to do with the actual act it's to do with like the safety that you have with that person and the yeah. connection that you have and the gut feeling that you have and of course you need to still be aware that during something like that something extreme mm. you can still change your mind and still not enjoy it but you both need to be communicative enough to be like yeah. hey whoa this is going somewhere else that I don't really like yeah. or maybe today I don't really fancy it even though I really enjoyed it last time yeah um, I think it just takes a lot of a lot of like communication not just verbally but with your body with your movements checking in on each other mm-hmm. uh and yeah just... that's incredible finding someone that you could trust yourself with like yeah. that it's just another level yeah it's, it is amazing for fuck's sake this week's sex question is i was wondering if there is any advice you have for me when it comes to re-entering the dating field after being in a long-term monogamous relationship I have dated my boyfriend for three years and I don't know adult life without him. We've decided to break up because I want to travel and work overseas, whereas he doesn't. I haven't really ever been single for a long time and the habit of being dependent on people I date as opposed to being totally self-reliant. Now I feel as though I view dating as just connecting with someone mentally and physically, hopefully. I don't want to be monogamous with anyone or give any label to anything, nor do I want to have a long-term relationship while I figure myself out. How can I enter the dating field with this mindset for the first time? Do you have any advice for me? Any precautionary steps I should take to avoid relying on someone I like? Or any advice about how to enjoy and get the most out of this time in my life? That's kind of amazing. Like, I feel like that's a very similar mindset as to how I entered being single as well just like this time is for me and I want to make some good connections along the way but like ultimately me always yes and experience life because when you're with a partner you don't get that same opportunity a lot of it's like self-discovery and and it it sounds like a really mature way of thinking about relationships and I'm really glad that that they've actually plucked up the courage to separate because they want to explore different things even though that's a hard decision to make like ultimately that will be the best decision for you 
Like you, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily regret it as scary as it was. Yeah, and I think like you have to be open to learning about yourself and mm-hmm. learning learning not to rely on someone isn't going to be easy because it's your kind of default like I think it was yeah. my default as well and you just have to basically keep checking yourself and making sure that you're not spending all your time thinking about this new person that like comes into your life and be like actually wait I need to like step back and think about me arrange things for me like go and see friends do do work like whatever you can really get your sort of like hands on to do you and not be thinking about this person all the time it's in a way like it's learning how to be a little bit more selfish um yeah and self-sufficient yeah and like less codependent and I mean selfish I feel like such a bad word but it really isn't in this instance you know you've got to you have to look after your number one because if you don't look after number one then you can't look after and and help other people um yeah especially with the dating game there is no harm in going out and being i mean we're we're huge about being honest on dating apps like basically saying upfront what you're looking for what you want what's happened and just saying like hey i'm not looking for a relationship i'm looking for connections and Mm -hmm. you know experiences that are going to help educate me and Mm. and help experience life more that's exactly what I was going to say I was going to say it all comes down to communicating honestly with everyone that you come in contact with and that you want to explore like connections with like you need to say at the beginning like look this is what I'm looking for these are my boundaries I don't want to like put a label on, on anything and it's about sticking to what you first believe in because it's easy to like get sucked into a new relationship but you have to really sort of stop and think actually like what do I want in this situation and why did I become single and what like why did I make that choice and Mm. really really stick to your um, own feelings that you had before and continue remembering them it's it's up to you when you want to say that you know you could literally have it on your dating profile and you know Mm. wean out all the people that might not be interested in the same things or you could do it during conversation or do it just when you meet them um Mm -hmm. especially when covid's over um yeah i mean we we would say like also never spend too long messaging somebody um Mm -hmm. if if you have the opportunity when all the lockdown things are lifted depending on what's going on legally in your country then Mm -hmm. i would say meet up or have a phone conversation or go on a virtual date where you video call each other as soon as possible so you're not just sitting there typing to each other you know it yeah it makes a huge difference speaking to someone um I don't want to say in person I mean like virtually yeah. um, and when this is all over then hopefully then yeah in person because otherwise you might be wasting your time for like days if not weeks and you go and meet yeah. them or you go to well, fuck pe- them and oh, yeah it's not right it depends, it depends where you are now but in quite a few countries I think you're allowed to meet people outside so you mm. can kind of see if you have that kind of connection or like actual physical interest in them anyway it's such a good way to sorry yeah I was just gonna say really it's just it's all comes down to honesty and being open with them and yourself yeah lockdown's such a good way to like meet up with somebody outside and decide if you want to fuck them so you, yeah. there's no obligation there. It's not like, hey, you want to go to a bar and then you get drunk and, hey, do you want to come back to mine? It's like, yeah. hey, do you want to go to the park and, you know, meet each other at a park? And mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. You are nice. I'm going to go home now. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah exactly i hope those are some good tips there's so much to say on that and like so if much. you're if you're interested um in any of that stuff really like follow my discovery diaries over mm. on our instagram on igtv because i'm talking about a lot of those things to be honest because we're going through the same journey right now fucking hell This week's sex story is, I bought a really cute slash sexy lingerie set to surprise my boyfriend with. As I I was deciding on a fun way to to surprise him, I discovered that my winter coat was just long enough to cover my bum and lower region. I then thought it might be a great surprise to go to his place and literally just in my lingerie with only my winter coat to cover me. He cooks me a delicious foods all the time, so I thought also I'll make him dinner for the night as his little sexy maid. Oh. So I doled myself up, put my coat on and proceeded to go to the go on public transit. I was <laughs> I was pretty turned on knowing I had nothing under my coat while also doing my best not to I accidentally flash someone especially whilst I was sitting. Mm. I get to his house and he welcomes me in none none the wiser. I tell him to look at me and I take off my coat revealing my new lingerie underneath and ask him what he thinks. In my mind I thought he would love it, compliment me, I'd cook dinner in it and then we'd have a nice bang session afterwards, but nope. As soon as he saw what was under my coat, his eyes literally lit up and he pounced on me. He started (laughs) groping me everywhere, bent me over his desk and started slapping my ass, telling me what a good little slut I was. In brackets, I'm super into that. He fucked me right and then there and then on his desk. It was so fucking hot just to see him switch like that. Nothing turns me on more than someone who can literally can't control keeping their hands off me. (laughs) a great memory for me and now i'm thinking i may try surprising him by going to his house completely nude lol p.s don't worry i did bring a bag with me with real clothes in it i couldn't exactly go to work the next day with just underwear right (laughs) and then she said ppps i took some pictures in the set that i bought because it's really cute and i'm loving my body lately and i can't exactly share it with anyone else lol aside from my boyfriend of course and she sent us pics. Oh, cute. Oh, she looks amazing. I know. I can't, like, I mean, obviously he would have pounced on her. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, so into <laughs> it. Love this girl. I love this, like, that confidence as well, getting on public transport in lingerie. Must, I must know. Have been, like, I don't know if you're on a bus, but, like, especially in London, our buses vibrate at the very back. And I don't know if you've sat on the back of one of those buses. You're sitting there like, oh, God. Yeah, I've definitely sat on the bus before being like, mm. <laughs> Well, hello. It's like we're, like, the old wives' tale of, like, wives sitting on top of their washing uh, what's it called washing yeah. machine on spin and they're like ah. yeah <laughs> I, I, I love the fact that he just literally turned and was just Switched. like I'm gonna fuck you and oh now yeah couldn't keep their hands off dream. you so hot I thought the story was gonna Ooh. go somewhere else I thought it was gonna be like I turned up and then his family were there and yeah. I it was really <laughs> awkward because I only had lingerie and they were like come in have a drink can I take your coat yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then well, this is this has been a lovely little catch up, Florence. Oh, such a lovely catch up. I've uh, very much enjoyed this, and I hope that you have too, our lovely curious fuckers. We've yeah. been doing a lot of content over um, isolation. What's I going to call it? I was going to call it something else. So we've like upped our video output two times a week on YouTube. We've doing 
um, to IGTV videos on Instagram. Um, we at the moment too. I mean, we can't promise that when lockdown's over and we go back to actually having lives that we might go back <laughs> to having a normal amount of videos. Yeah, we're actually going to try, like, in the in the future, we're going to try this, like, live stream on YouTube, which will be a kind of version of live fucks given. But, um, yeah, it's all slightly different and we'll invite making. a guest on. Maybe some of our, like, favourite guests from fucks given will appear on this Curious Fuckers Club online. Maybe. Mm, so exciting. But if you've enjoyed this episode, please do us a solid and share it with everyone you can, including your mama and dad and grandma and grandpa, because they need to listen to <laughs> Actually, maybe not this episode. They'd probably be traumatised to what I said. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. You know they might be cool grandparents. Fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? But if you have your own sex question or sex story, please email us at fksgivenpodcast at gmail.com. And remember to follow us on our social media, which is at comecuriouscome and at Florence Bark and at Reed Amber X yeah baby please rate and can you rate on this but like please do yeah. give us um, a five star thing if you're listening to apple podcast and write us a little review because it really does help us in the ratings baby plus we love reading the reviews it's super sweet we do um so massive shout out to all our curious fuckers out there listening to us and mm. holding up during lockdown still during this weird time we love you all so so much love you and you'll hear us next week next bye. week bye bye in the 1970s john todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale he claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the illuminati and urged christians to prepare for a violent world takeover First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.